You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. 7 a.m. on a beautiful Saturday, the final Saturday of July here in western New York. As we are live on the air at Lockport Town and Country Club here, it's Tee to Green, your weekly hour of local golf talk right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Thanks for waking up with us here. Hope you're having a good start to your Saturday. My name is Brian Colziel, along as always, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis, and from Lockport Town and Country Club, PGA Pro Ed Boric. Gentlemen, good morning, Jeff. Good Gr- morning. Great day here. It is nice, sitting out on the patio in the sun, beautiful morning, looking over the valley. Uh, not a bad spot. We always like coming here, some great views. That's right. Kev? Uh, real quick for my wife, and kids are yes. listening, scratch the plans today. I'm, I'm going to play here. <laughs> I, I, I just love this place. It's, uh, it's awesome. It is awesome. But you got your all, you have your sweatshirts on, though. It's, well, it's, it's 56 degrees, Ed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's all right. It'll warm up here. We just shortly. wanted to look like a team. That's right. yeah. Well, we are outside. Normally, we're inside the awesome dining room overlooking the first tee. Now we are outside on the new patio overlooking the beautiful 18th hole here at Lockport Country Club. If you've played here before, if you've been here before for an event or a function, you know the great view from outside looking over the 18th green. And we said, you know what, as awesome as it is to be inside overlooking one, it's too nice of a day to not be outside here overlooking 18. So we're outside. I just tweeted out some pictures if you want to see it uh, at Brian WGR. But uh, if you want to, you know, kind of feel what it's like here for us this morning as we're on the air here on Tee to Green. We've got a jam-packed show coming up over the course of the hour. Ed Borick here, of course, with us, PGA Pro from Lockport. We're going to get into a lot of golf discussion. Jordan Spieth's just miraculous final round the up and down swing and he takes home the claret jug we'll talk about speed here coming up also late last night blowing up the twitterverse and the twitter world was some concession controversy in the u.s girls amateur match play semifinals. so uh, we'll lay that out and we'll get our pros take on what went on there uh, we'll also be speaking with a couple of others from lockport town and country club here about some of the other great things including this awesome patio which i know that uh ed's going to talk about here in a second and then of course we'll get our encore and cobra puma golf look at the pga tour leaderboard at the canadian open we'll get a live report there coming up at 7:45. the senior open is going on overseas and uh, of course we'll get our western new york pga tip of the week so lots to get to here on tee to green live from lockport town and country club thanks for being with us here on wgr ed this patio is Awesome. you got to be super pumped. I know you said that uh, the members have been already enjoying it late into the night. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's um, we, we had a very good patio before. Um, now it's almost three times larger. Um, it, it, it's, it's, been a, it's been the buzz here. 
Um, and it's, you can see, every night there's either live music, uh, parties, uh, dinners. Cops um, showing up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's been great. Oh, this, this patio, it, it might be the leader in the clubhouse right now. As a matter of fact, it, it's awesome. I mean, <laughs> no, really. This is, uh, we're here early April. in the spring or yep. in April. Yeah, it was just under construction, and I was anxious to see what it looks like. I mean, this is fa- This really is fabulous. And in the, in the next uh, little while, they're going to finish the dining area that you can look up above and see the dining area, and that will carry through the rest of the, sp- uh, the summer and fall. Um, that's like, uh, we were kidding, and you would like this, Kevin. Uh, that's like the oranges at the odd. I mean, you're like over the 18th green eating dinner. I mean, it's awesome. Yes, we're very excited, and it's been very positive. I could see how it would be, too. I mean, just this view as alone, I remember. Is I'm going to tweet out a picture I just took of 18 to 3. Yeah. Gorgeous. Just that gorgeous. Really Sounds is. like you're going to play golf, Kevin. <laughs> see, listen, you don't have to twist my arm very far <laughs> to, right. to play here in itself. Yes. Uh, I mean, That's right. Ed, tell us just how the the golf season here has been. I know we spoke in April with you, and you said it was your earliest opening ever. Is that correct? Yeah. I so, mean, I mean, it's been a lot of golf. February 20th, and I think everybody in Western New York will share this. Um, you know, we opened really early, and it was on what we thought might be record pace. And Jeff will say Park did too. And then all of a sudden, this April and early May hit, and we uh, were inundated like everybody else. We Up here in God's country in Niagara County, it doesn't seem like we get as bad as some of the storms as Lancaster and Orchard Park and, and even... Tornadoes. You get tornadoes oh, up here, it's, right? It's, um, we've missed a lot of that. So our golf course has been... Uh, relatively dry except that first week of May. Um, you know, you're getting up and down weather, but I also am um, a firm believer that in western New York, it's such a, a sprint, and what ha- happens with a lot of people is they play maybe too much golf when the weather's great. In the last three or four years, the weather's been fabulous in the summer. And then you get to late August and early September, and people are kind of burned out and start doing other things and going away. This year I think it's going to be a little bit more of a of a jog. It's going to be a little bit more of a paced season, hopefully. Um, yeah, it seems like seasons are lasting longer, too. It seems like we, I've been in the business 30 years, uh, we, we go more into November than we used to go um, in Western New York. But that's that's climate change. That's for another show. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I love fall golf. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is, I mean, the days are shorter, mm-hmm. so you got to go tee off a little earlier, but... You know, the foliage and just, uh, you know, I like it a little cooler, too. So, so here's that open invite, Kevin. Back in, come in September and you sit on the patio, you're going to look out and see nothing but browns, oranges, yellows, yeah. and you can play golf, too. Well, I was just telling somebody about this the other day, and this was uh, <clears throat> when my daughter was uh, in ballet, they would rehearse the Nutcracker over here down the street. Yep. And I would always I would always go, and uh, I really hope my wife's not listening right now, Um but anyways, she would always be like, you, you want to go and sit in the ballet? I'm like, yeah, it's like a two-hour rehearsal. <laughs> Get in trunks. Clubs are in the trunk. I come up here. Eddie, can I come? Yeah, yeah. You know, a couple members you can play with. We get 18 holes done in the two hours. I wait to get back there. <laughs> no one knew anything. So I played here like in the fall for like three years straight all the time because uh, you know a couple hours ago, and uh, it was awesome. Just, really it's an hope, awesome place to play in the fall. I really hope your wife's not listening. Also. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah. think I think the other thing that you've seen over the years, and since doing the TV shows and the and the different things yeah. that we've done here for um for, for your shows, the golf course has evolved too. Yes, like like every golf course around it it changes a little bit here and there every year and our superintendent jason does a fabulous job he he spent a bunch of years seven years i think at oak hill um and he's he's been here now for i think 13 years 
it's it's awesome. It's, One thing it's, I love too, game. just the the addition of that higher fescue grass on the back ends of the bunkers. I mean, what a visual that is. I mean, I know we're we're overlooking one of those right now, but just to have that on that back side of the the bunkers, that looks awesome, especially I'm sure from the fairway looking back in on it too. Yeah, and the holes like four and five and, and they're gonna do a little bit more of that. Um, last Greens kid I know they, they were taking out more of the the waste area and turning it into the fescue area and, and I think one one of the things that we think it looks good, a lot of that was put in for less maintenance and less uh, daily maintenance. So lots that of was erosion, uh, lots of those things. That, right? that was yeah. So uh, so it's not only taking care of that one spot; it's taking care of two or three. And I think it looks great. Well, well, what, what, yes, yeah. But one of the, one of the things that you guys should be commended for is with all the changes through the years that you've kept the character of the golf course. Yes. Um, you know, a lot of people. I was having this discussion uh, maybe about a month ago. And they're talking about Oakmont and how, with all the trees taken out, some people feel the character of that golf course. It's still a great golf course, but it's just completely different than what it used to be. And you still have these great, you know, great tree line fairways here on, on the original nine holes, and even on the back too. The trees, I think, are a big part of it. Yes, and it's the character of the golf course to me. Yes. Anywhere I ever go, people say, where are you from, Buffalo? You know, we're at a 115-year-old golf course, and the first thing they say, wow, you must have some trees. And I go, yeah, we have nothing but trees. It's, it's um, you know, this side of the, you know, the golf course has a little bit of variety in that, some open holes, some not, but the trees really define the golf course. You've taken, but you've, done, you've taken out some trees, yep. which most golf courses are doing for the greens and the tee boxes, but... Like you, you'd really have to uh, study the old stuff to know. I yeah. mean, just some say that's why the character's still here. Yeah. T. Green here live at Lockport Town and Country Club. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis, and from Lockport Town and Country Club, PGA Pro Ed Borick is here with us as we are on the patio overlooking the 18th green. Let's talk about the the big news from last week: Jordan Spieth's win at the Open, holding on to beat Matt Kuchar. I don't know. If holding on is maybe not the best description. It was a hang on. A, uh, a hang on for dear life, and then all of a sudden, just the the wheels spun, and he took total control of the event. Jeff, the turnaround from when he's in the trailer and thinking maybe the tournament is over, a twenty minute so delay, he's trying to figure out where he's going to drop, and then all of a sudden he goes five under in the next four holes. An incredible turnaround for Spieth, and he goes to get his third major. Yeah, and somebody had said earlier in the week that he has the highest golf acumen of anybody out there. Bones had said that about him, and uh, I think he displayed that. I think his quote to his caddy was, "Are we are we collapsing here?" Um, and somehow he found a way. That's why he's he's that's why he's won all these majors at 23 years of age. He's mentally tough. He found a way to flip that switch. That's really hard to do. Anybody who's played a lot of tournament golf, when it starts going sideways, it's hard to pull it back. And for him to pull it back from, I mean, he hit it a hundred yards offline on that hole and then 20 minutes going through that drop or whatever it took great bogey and just somehow just making that hitting that next shot close on the next hole just got him going in the right direction again but the key is to make that putt i mean you're going sideways you still got to make that three four footer then he makes the then he makes the it 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 was it was really really impressive Uh, i mean i hard I hate to use the word but it's nicolosian i mean he found a way to come back and and just grind it out and make some birdies Dramatically, it was it was, it was super fun to well, watch. I, I would tell you that Kevin, this is like confessional today. For only the third time in 27 years, I kind of took off a few days last weekend, and I was in Chicago and played Whistling and Aaron Hills, and we were walking around Chicago on Navy Pier, not watched one minute of the Open because we were busy here. Before I left, we had two tournaments, get on a plane. 
we're walking on Navy Pier, and we said, you know what, my son's going, we have to get in and watch this. And we went in right after the delay. Hmm. And by the end of the performance, of his performance, and that's what it was, was a performance. Great word, yes. Is my son was telling me, Dad, shut up. You're screaming and yelling at the TV at Harry Carey's. Everyone stopped and was watching that. And I think the big thing that I like about Jordan Spieth is the fact that he keeps coming back. He almost did it in the Masters. Would have been probably the greatest story of all time in golf. But he keeps coming back after something bad happens. How can't you like that on a person? Yeah, that His mental toughness and to see the, um, see the walk in person. When he's in it and does it. I mean, you know, I was 50 feet behind the flag at the Travelers when he holes out from the bunker. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't surprised. No, one, Like, he has what Tiger has, had, Jack had, the greats had. They have that presence about him. Players talk about Jordan Spieth when he enters the locker room. Like, this was even when he was, you know, he's, tw- he's 24. I think he turns 24 this week. Um, when he was, just came on the tour, 21, he'd walk in the locker room. And the guy just commanded everything. Like, they, he has a presence. Yeah. And to talk about performance, how many players would be like, oh, my God, uh, unplayable, just go back to the tee. All right, just do it to keep it. They're on the clock. It's not the first time he's been clocked, by the way. He, gets, he, he plays slow on the P, PGA Tour speed, though. So I thought it was kind of comical that they warned him, like, these guys are in the final group of the Open Championship, and you're telling them, hey, can you hurry it up? Like, yeah, okay, whatever. But to have the presence of mind – to look at every single angle of what can I do here and know that he could take a line, you know, flag line, right, is what he took on the unplayable lie, essentially. You can go all the way back to the tee if you want to, but he took flag line with it and kept going back. And I'm sure some of the rules officials are like, oh, my God, yeah, yeah right, he can do this. Like, I, I, NBC did not do a great job of explaining that. No, it's confusing where he was in yes. relationship. To the, that but I don't think they knew it was you know totally. What is he doing? How can he? How come he can, can do this? But it's a case where a yeah. strong mind can overcome physical breakdowns in your golf game. So yes. he may not have had his A game, but the way because he's so strong mentally, he found a way to fight through those physical limitations that he might have been feeling in his game at the time. Remember when Vandeveld went? Everybody remembers when Vandeveld went through that. Like when he was doing his thing. Um, was it Carnusti? Car- Carnusti, right? Yeah. He looked panicked. Right, like oh, what? Like he just everything was falling apart. Spieth did not look panicked. No, he, he looked, looked in control. He looked like he was still grinding for every shot, as he should be at that point. Hey, he, he knew he still had a chance if he could just pull it together. He wasn't. He, he'd fallen apart a little bit, yeah. but there were five, six holes left. He still had a chance to win that tournament, and it never crossed his mind that he was. I mean, I don't know that, but it would. It right. looked like it never crossed his mind that he was out of this. It looked like, hey, I'm still in this. I'm gonna fight until the, he'll fight until the last shot. That's for sure. How about Matt t- Kuchar, by the way? Uh, he comported himself. Beautiful. Oh, oh my! Yeah. But he he's got a one shot lead in the 14th. He plays one under from there on in and, and doesn't win. After yeah. did, did Jordan did Jordan prove his point with his putter? Oh, every yeah. time he stood over the ball, it was like he's going to make this again yeah. and again he and did. again and again. He made bombs. Too. He, yeah. yeah, yeah. He said before the Travelers Championship, uh, you know, on the the media day before the tournament, he said it's an alignment issue, like because he wasn't putting as well as you know he's known for putting. And he said, it's just an alignment issue, and it's close. Well, I think he found it. He, I just, tra- he changed putters yeah. and went back to the blade. So is that boom. our golf tip for the day? Because how many people do you know that, that it is just a touch? You know, Jeffrey, you'll know that. You know, great players, it's just a touch off. And you get that alignment back, or you get that ball position back, or you get that feeling back. And, and boom. 
It goes and it like happens. that. How many times have you been playing kind of mediocre, and all of a sudden you make a putt or two, and then the light goes on, yep. and you're just rifling it. Yep. Um, I just, I just love how he's winning. The way that it's not, I, I guess, the trend, and we've talked about this on the show, we talked about it at the Porter Cup last week with how Niagara Falls played. Um, the trend was, if you don't smash it 370, you can't win anymore on the PGA Tour, or, or dominate. And I just love how he's doing it differently. He, But, God, did he scramble. He's not hitting, he didn't hit a ton of fairways at the Open. Uh, Spieth is not. But he's I, plenty I, long. Don't cor- don't let that kid yourself. No, right? he but he's not. Brooks, few times, he's not I mean. Brooks Kepka. He's right. not no. Dustin Johnson. What no. I'm saying is, I like that if he's going to be the next dominant player, I like the fact that he doesn't hit a 370. Right. I don't think that's a good trend for golf. Don't kid yourself, he is the, the next best. dominant player. That no. that was a stamp. I'm I, saying. Speed. I'm saying. Boom. Yes, I I'm saying that I'm glad that maybe the next dominant or the dominant player is a guy that doesn't hit 370. I don't think that's necessarily great for golf. Keep, I keep reading these articles of, you know, are, are we a year, a couple years away from the U.S. Open being 9,000 yards no. and things like this? Like, we don't want to outdate courses and make people have to change them and things like that. I'm just glad that he's winning in a different way, but he's winning, I think, by you saying, being the mentally strongest player in the world. When We've said this before, Tiger Woods. Okay. And he's winning because his approach is the strongest and his putting is the best. Well, and he's one of the finest iron players. I think he led... He's been leading the tour in iron play, if I'm not mistaken, throughout. So he's driving it crooked. I mean, he didn't drive it very straight that week at all, but his iron play was outstanding, and obviously the putter is the great equalizer there. I mean, if you you look at all the best players in the world. When, I remember an anecdotal story was we met with Butch Harmon at a P, PGA teaching and coaching summit, and when this was Tiger was rolling, he was kicking everybody's butt. And he said if it was a 72-hole putting contest and you just put, pick the hardest putt on each green instead of winning by five, Tiger was going to win by 10 or 15 each week. He was that much better putter than everybody. And that's what we're seeing here. He's The putter is what's making him great. And I agree with you. I think it's a great point because I know as a kid growing up, I, I like Tom Kite because he hit it short and did it with his wedges. Well, if we have a guy who hits it media, average length and does it with his iron play and his putter, that'll inspire a lot more people to get into the game because so you feel again, like you don't have to bash it. So once again, that lesson to everybody listening is mm-hmm. that the putter's still key. And and listen to everybody that we were talking about. People hitting it sideways, and they are um, they're just adapting, making changes on the golf course, and coming back from adversity. Yeah, make one putt and see what happens. Sometimes. All right, you want to do alignment here as our tip of the week here. Let's. You want to make it official? Well, <laughs> yeah, make it. Put <laughs> we got the Western New York PGA well, stamp on. The West New York PGA is awaiting here. We have to say it here. Yeah. All right, let's do it. West New York PGA tip of the week time brought to you by the West New York PGA growing a giving game and alignment. What do you th- so what's I your guess, thoughts on so that? So I guess now um, with the alignment sticks, I, I don't think you should be practicing without them. I, I think everybody gets l- l- the term lazy. Um, so if you don't have alignment sticks, you know, obviously, you, you know, you give lessons to a group of people and the first thing they do is they go, oh, yeah, you know, you're, you know, my body's aimed at the hole. Well, you know, you got to put the alignment sticks down, make sure that you're giving your body a chance. Jeff and I were talking before the show a little bit about what we're trying the overall image of beginners and intermediate players just give them one big thought i don't know jeff what were you saying again you were talking to your daughters and since junior program at lancaster country club 15 20 years ago you know yeah and i put her on video and she hadn't swung in three years and she's almost perfect it's, it's yeah. hard to imagine but but the alignment is so important i mean for putting you know i love to snap down a chalk line um, and that's a great way to get your blade aligned. So if you're aiming a little bit right or a little bit left, which most people do because you're standing aside the ball and your eyes may not be directly over the ball, they can be slightly 
they should be over the ball or slightly inside of the ball, never over the top of the ball. You're going to see it different looking into the sun, looking down. So depending on what's going on around you, your visuals are going to be different. So if you train with a chalk line and make a lot of three-footers, you retrain your eye to be square. And then I like to use the little side stamp on the golf ball. So I'm always going to use that when I'm putting. I put that to where I want the ball to start. You'll get over putts, line it up with the line on your putter. It may look like it's four to six inches offline for you, but well, you have to trust it and know that that blade's aimed right because a lot of time people aim it incorrectly and then adjust their stroke on the way through and then they wonder why they're missing putts. Same thing on a full swing. If you're aimed right, you get steep. If you're aimed left, you get shallow. Yes, and, and we, we have a junior program on Friday mornings yesterday, and, and our average age is very young. I mean, it might be eight or nine for an average age. We have a lot of little, little kids, and still... The parents and the grandparents, every time, when they sit here on the patio and look down on the practice tee, they're going, we're doing the right thing, five years old, six years old, because the same thing. We're teaching them habits, and, and like you said, the word, training their eyes, and, and then giving them a little information. Who cares if they don't remember it this year? Right. They might remember it next year. If not, like your daughters and my daughters, too, who are in their mid-20s now, pick up a golf club. And it works. Right. It works. And that's from the junior programs in Western New York PGA clubs right. is that we've trained them. Even though they might not be a superstar right out of the gate, they don't forget it. And, and, how, do, and how do pros do it different? They give less information. And parents are sitting there going, keep your head down, keep your left arm oh, straight. Yeah. Trying. <laughs> okay, here's what you got to do. Put the ball back in the stand. And the kid's got no chance. So yes. we just want them to go out and play. But, yeah. yeah, but alignment is super important because if you start getting off alignment, your swing or your putting stroke will start to adapt to where you're aimed, and that's where flaws start to creep in. All right, before uh, before we go to a break here, I want to just get one thought with Eddie on, uh, well, should we save it, the controversy? Yeah. The putting? Save we, it. Yeah, we don't have time for that. So, um, Eddie, just – Final thought here, just uh, on looking ahead on the golf season. Anything you're looking forward to most here? Is a I mean, if the, you're a PGA the, pro, I mean, Jeff and I were talking invites next week. Uh, you know, uh, you're on your you're on your home stretch. We you know we're on our way to to Labor Day. There's club championships. We have ours the 18th, 19th, 20th. So we're into this this mode where we're trying to use up all those great days that are coming. Like this week, I guess we're going to get five or six great days in a row. So everybody, get out there and start playing. And I think. Hopefully we'll have a good September and we'll have just a nice steady golf season November and um, and a good fall. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for having us here. Beautiful as always. We love coming to Lockboard here. Speaking of uh, get, using those good days, Brian, we're yes. going to use those good days for two of our listeners, and you have to do this via Twitter. Mick Ultra Golf Experience. Make sure they follow us on Twitter. By yeah, you have way, to right? follow at Brian WGR at Kev Sylvester. We are playing a match. Be my team against Brian's team. I need a partner. Brian needs a partner. We're looking for partners here. Yes. We're looking for partners here. You've got to uh, make your case to be our partner, one of our partners. Uh, hashtag Mick Ultra Golf. That's M I C H Ultra Golf. Hashtag Mick Ultra Golf. We'll tweet it out there. You tell us why you want to be my partner or Brian's partner. And it's a match. It'll be six holes of stroke play, six holes of shamble, six holes of alternate shot to finish it off there. Great stuff. Like, we're going to have some fun with that one this year. So. And they're going to get some nice prizes, too, Kevin. Great but prize pack. Beyond playing with us, of course, prize enough, but, you know. Right, yes. To entice you even further, <laughs> Michelob Ultra. <laughs> for putting up with us, Michelob Yes, Ultra. for putting up with us, Michelob Ultra us. gives you. Michelob Ultra is going to hook you up with some great gear, great golf stuff. So, yep. All right, great stuff. Thank you, guys. So check that out. Ed, thanks so much. More from Lockport Town and Country Club coming up. And, yes, uh, we mentioned it, a controversy in the U.S. girls' amateur match play. 
We'll get to that. Also, a live report from the Canadian Open just uh, across the border in Oakville. So uh, stick with us here. We're live at Lockport Town and Country Club. I'm Brian Colesio, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro. Jeff Metis right here on WGR. Seven twenty-eight. the time. Welcome back. Tita Green on the air here on WGR. Brian Colesio, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro. Jeff Metis. We're live at Lockport Town and Country Club. Thanks to Ed Borick, the PGA pro here, for joining us last segment. His insight on Jordan Spieth's win. We'll have uh, an interesting story coming up towards the end of our show. Controversy in the U.S. girls amateur. A concession that wasn't a concession that led to someone being eliminated. And uh, last night in the Twitter world, it was uh, getting quite a buzz, we'll, we'll say. Kevin, that's what they say on Twitter, you know. A buzz. A buzz. Or trending, I should really say. should be chirping. It's <laughs> chirping instead of trending? It's Twitter. All right, That's right. Mind. Absolutely. Anyway, we've got a couple more guests here that are uh, very kind to join us here from Lockport Town and Country Club. Melissa Miller, who joined us back in April. So if you remember that show, she's back. We had the, our highest ratings ever that week. We had to bring her back. Oh, Melissa? Yeah. Yes. Hi, Melissa. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. The marketing director and also the dining manager here from Lockport Town and Country Club, Mary Beth Shafford. Mary Good Beth. morning. Good morning. This is your first appearance on the show? It is. Okay. Maiden voyage. Very exciting. <laughs> well, Melissa, let's, uh, well, Mary Beth, both of you, I guess, since you're both involved in this project here, when we were here in April, there was no spot out here to sit. And now we're here and we're like, we have to sit outside today. It's Absolutely. beautiful. Just mm-hmm. what are your thoughts here on this renovation, this patio, this project, it's amazing. It is. Um, watching it every step of the way has been amazing. And then now seeing it come to completion, the words can't describe it. We're getting excited. Very excited. Mm-hmm. Is this the first thing you show people now? Yes. When they come? Much, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. no, I, I, I mean, the grill room's great, what you you did with that and the, and the views there. But, yeah, I couldn't wait to, you know, walk back here and see. And I was just, I, I, wow. I mean, I, I saw what it was supposed to be. Uh, renderings, and I'm like, wow, they really did a, a super job. I feel like it. they've exceeded our expectations. Yeah. Yes, they did. This is probably the toughest table to get now in Lockport, isn't it? It to is. eat out here? Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes. So, Melissa, let's just talk about just – So, I know that uh, in April we, we talked about some of the things that you guys were doing here in terms of improving the experience for the members. Mm-hmm. This obviously has a big, I'm sure, influence on what you're telling people about this place. I mean, I know that uh, Eddie was saying how that – uh, there's been parties out here mm-hmm. all night and and through the summer. Like this is the spot to be right now in Lockport, and I, I know is. that the the dining room portion of the patio looks like that's just about ready to go here soon. So uh, mm-hmm. it it should be a complete package out here. It is, and it's definitely coveted. People call in, and this is what they want. <laughs> Absolutely. Just how about uh, Mary Beth from the dining perspective too? Just to, eating outside is a trend. Yes. In yes. Western New York, I mean, you drive up and down any road that has restaurants. Patios, they're putting patios outside here, too. So people love the summers here in western New York because it's a shorter summer, obviously. But they want to, when it's nice, we, people want to be outside, and I, obviously that includes the dining experience. Yes, yes, they do. They love eating outside. We love serving them outside. Um, they like sitting out here, and now with the new fire pits, they can sit out here later, have drinks, you know, cigars, and just sit out here longer, which is a good advantage for the club. I was just going to mention, yeah, the fire pits are key. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know. For any club now, if you're redoing your patio or you want to add something, the fire pit is where it's at. That's where the stories are told. You know, the drives get longer, you know, and more putts are right. made around the fire the pit. The fish goes from three feet to five exactly. feet. Exactly. Right. <laughs> um, I, I can just imagine. I, I love that you kept the grass down there because I can just picture. I should have asked Eddie this. Like next week's the Invitational, right? Big mm-hmm. showcase mm-hmm. for yep. the golf club. I can picture a chipping contest from there. 
Right, oh, from right, the side of the right podium. from down here, right? I mean, to to the 18th hole. Wouldn't that be fabulous? Oh yeah, that wouldn't be dangerous. If that's not point. on the dock, you guys should put that on the dock. <laughs> All right. All right. I mean, that is uh, Jeff. I'm not wrong there, am I? No, uh, Yes, that's that's perfect. We used to do it up on the patio. You should do it, just do it right up here off the pet. Well, well, we used to do it here, so now maybe they will. I don't well, know. yeah. My my only my only concern is, you know, all the members will be fine. You may have a guest who can't elevate over this lip, right? Kind of my point. Anyhow, so yeah, you want to eliminate the ricochet, you know, back off the building here. But uh, this is great too. You have the bar. Underneath over there in the, the upper dining that's uh, soon to be completed, right? Yes. Yes. Very soon. All right. I was going to say, just something unique for those maybe hearing us today for the first time and uh, have heard things about Lockport Town and Country Club. Just how about something unique about the place that you like? like what's uh, if, something, if somebody said, hey, what's different about this place? What would you say? Everything's different. Um, the atmosphere is different. Um, everything here is different. Um, Eddie's different. <laughs> um, everyone here is great. The members are great. The staff is great. Um, our manager, Roland O'Malley, is great. Best dressed GM in Western yes, New York. Yes, yeah. he is. <laughs> he is. Yeah. That, that title is uh, twenty years running or more. He's been is yes. it twenty. Yeah, twenty years. Yeah. He's been a big mentor of mine for a long time. I've been working for him for seventeen years, and uh, he's a good person to work for, and he's taught me a lot. So, Melissa, how about just for those that maybe want to contact you or someone here about getting information, where would they go? Well, they can go to our website, LockportCountryClub.com. They can email me at Melissa at LockportCC.com, or they can give us a call at 433-5969. Even stop in. I'm here Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, but most of the time there's someone here that would be able to show them around. I actually had someone call in the other day, and they said that they were pulled over on the side of the road. They just passed it. And I said, well, come in. <laughs> so yeah. he was like, well, I'm in jeans. I said, that's fine. Just come on in. We're we're friendly here. Mm-hmm. We're not, you know, mm-hmm. we don't expect you to be dressed to the nines just to come take a look. So, you know, we're pretty friendly and open if people want to just stop in instead of, you know. Yeah, trying to do it over the phone. Yeah. Sure. I'll show you. Well, around. you have to you have to come and see Lockport Country of course, Club. You really, you really do. I mean, it's it, it'll it'll blow you away. Yeah. Just not from this patio view, but you know, on the golf course, it's fantastic. And Kevin, I know you and I will always echo of just the the friendly welcome from everybody here every yes. time that you and I show up. Yes. No, yeah. and that's not just the staff, that's the right. members. Yeah. The members are, are are glad to see new faces mm-hmm. uh, and people here and say, "Hey, why don't you come and oh, come are. and join mm-hmm. us uh, and play?" It's yeah. Great membership here, and you guys love what you've done, you know, overall through the years. Yeah. You, know, you know, the Lockport Country Club is always uh, doing things to improve the experience for its members and guests and tournaments and mm-hmm. such, so they really do a great job. Mary Beth, Melissa, thanks so much for coming on and having us here today. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, thanks for coming out. Melissa Miller and Mary Beth Shafford here from Lockport Town and Country Club. Feel free to contact them. If you want more information, of course, uh, they can contact them here at Lockport Town and Country Club. Okay, we'll take a timeout here on T to Green. One segment to go, live report from the Canadian Open. Mark Zucchino going to join us. And uh, then we'll uh, get to that girls' controversy. I know you're going to have a good opinion on that. I'm looking forward to it. And, Jeff, the rules, you, you can bring what the rules say, too. So looking forward to that. When we come back here on T to Green on WGR.
8.42, back here on Tee to Green, live at Lockport Town and Country Club. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. I want to thank Melissa Miller and Mary Beth Shepard for joining us last segment. Feel free to contact either Melissa or Mary Beth or any of the friendly staff here at Lockport Town and Country Club if you have any questions or interested or just want to stop by for a visit. It is time for our check of the PGA Tour leaderboard this week, the RBC Canadian Open, just over the border in Oakville at Glen Abbey. It's brought to you by Encore Golf, Buffalo's Golf Ball, and Cobra Puma Golf. Where there's a king, you'll always find gold. Ask your pro shop for Cobra Clubs and Puma Gear. Martin Flores is your leader. He has a one-shot lead on Brandon Haggy, Gary Woodland, and Matt Every Woodland, a very, very good round yesterday. A uh, large group of 10 under. Very good. He's at 9 under. <laughs> very good. That's right. That's right. These are very good. You're Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Appropriate words. Thank you. Uh, Charlie Hoffman, VJ Singh amongst the large group at minus 10. Some bigger names in the group. World number one, Dustin Johnson. He's right in the thick of things. He's tied for 14th. He is at minus 8. J.B. Holmes is at minus 7. And for more on the tournament, we bring in Mark Zucchino. He's at the Canadian Open right in Oakville. Good morning, Mark. It's Brian, Kevin, and Jeff here. How are you doing this morning? I'm good, gentlemen. Uh, how are we doing this morning down in Buffalo? It's wonderful. Beautiful day, and uh, I'm hoping the weather is the same for uh, for everybody in Oakville today at Glen Abbey. Uh, how about just a, th- a thought on what we've seen so far? I'm sure Dustin Johnson and probably Matt Kuchar are drawing the most attention here this week. Kuchar's performance, of course, last week at the Open, and Dustin Johnson always draws big crowds. What have been the stories with those two to start? It was... Uh... From a spectator standpoint, obviously the big names, you know, just uh, north of the border here, just like anywhere else, they get the big crowds. And DJ's had a mob of people following him around all week. Uh, Certainly in the hunt, DJ's still playing well and 36 holes to go. I'd be shocked if he was not part of the storyline come late on Sunday. Cooch been battling that illness all week. He just hasn't quite been himself, but... Of course, we had 17 Canadians as well in the field, so they got a lot of crowd support. Unfortunately, only two of them making the cut, so that is just hugely disappointing. But both of them at minus eight, Graham Dillette, Mackenzie Hughes. Mackenzie Hughes already a winner this year on the PGA Tour, so only four back with 36 to go. So that's a big story right now in Canada, watching to see if one of those guys can throw their hat into the ring and have a good Saturday and I uh, followed David Hearn yesterday late. He had a five-foot putt for birdie on the final hole. It would have got him to four under par. He lipped out from five feet. I went, oh, there's the cut. (laughs) Sure enough, there's four Canadians at minus three that missed the number by one shot. So that's a bit of a disappointment. (laughs) But uh, overall, crowds have been great. Weather's been great with the exception of a, a short delay on Thursday. The weekend looks awesome. So and, man, I tell you right now, too, if these wins ever lay down, I know the scores are good, I know the cut was low, but if these wins lay down, there's something better than 63 out there with all these par fives gettable on the back nine. Yeah, the court, by the way, Mark, it's great to be on the same airwaves as you again, Finally, my yeah. Finally. <laughs> like Mark and I worked every tournament together last year, and we're not working one day. They want to, they want to keep the, the Great Lakes Mafia apart, Mark. Uh, that's that's all right. But you have – you, you've got part of it with Bill Rosinski on the team this week on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. Are, is Bill, are Bill and Dennis Paulson behaving themselves in, in your country? Bill, so I've been, uh, unlike yourself, Kev, uh, who has ventured in my, my part of the world quite often, and Bill as well back in the day, this week, trying to get the PGA Tour Radio team out of their hotel 
has been quite the challenge. I'm saying, uh, what are you guys scared of? You think we're going to hunt you like a polar bear? Like, what's going on, right? So uh, we're all going out for dinner tonight, which should be fun. So I finally got them out for dinner tonight. Um, I am not staying with the team this week because this is a home game for me. But I might as well be staying with you, Kev, because I am the east side of Toronto. So it's a good 90-minute hike to Glen Abbey with Toronto traffic. So it's been uh, quite the week for me. But we are going to go out tonight. We're all having a good time. You know, Dennis Paulson, he loves this place. He loves Glen Abbey. He finished second here in 1999 at Glen Abbey in the Canadian Open to Hal Sutton. Hal Sutton uh, beat the rest of the field by six. Dennis Paulson, he beat by three. So uh, Paulson and Sutton really kind of separated themselves from the rest of the field that year. So Dennis has always had a bit of a love for Glen Abbey, and um, hopefully we get one more. We haven't had an official announcement yet this week, so there's a lot of speculation on the future of Glen Abbey. We know that eventually it will be a housing development. We know that. Uh, We don't know how long that project's going to take, and we're hoping that we're going to get an official announcement this week that we get one more at Glen Abbey next year. But, uh, you know, our our ears are still to the ground on that one. Mark Zucchino with us here live at the Canadian Open. Works with Kevin. On and we listen to Mark's PGA show when we're done because he's on at 8 a.m. on uh, TSN 1050. On so 1050. Pick it up Golf Talk Buffalo. Canada. That's right. Mark, we enjoy that on our way home after we're done with our show here in Buffalo. Um, yeah, I just let's, let's just finish with that. I mean, I know that uh, RBC has uh, come back, I know, and, and re-upped. So that's going to make the Canadian Open in terms of its southern Ontario presence strong. I know Hamilton Golf Club has been mentioned quite a bit. But, I mean, I know that financially the Canadian Open itself does its best when it's at Glen Abbey. And our listeners want to know because many are going up today. Yeah, so I mean, is this, so. Th- so you th- this won't be necessarily the last uh, tournament at Glen Abbey. You foresee it at least coming back at least once or two more times? Well, the, the word on the street is more than likely 2018. Now, nothing official yet, So, uh, but that seems to be the word on the street. The other thing is they know uh, Golf Canada – understands the financials of this and how important it is to, you know, make this a financial success. And they know that they also have to move this around the country because it's a national open. So what they're looking for is, you know, in a five-year window, three to four times in southern Ontario. So people from upper upper New York State who like to make the trip will still be able to do that three to four times every five years. So you have Hamilton, uh, St. George's that hosted a few years ago. Their name's been thrown around. There's also discussion. You know, Jack Nicholas was up here earlier this week on Tuesday for the Golf Hall of Fame induction ceremony for Canada, and they talked about looking at a new property and building a new home that would replace Glen Abbey and potentially be the new home of Golf Canada. Now, again, a lot of rumors, a lot of chatter, nothing official, but they know that it's important to keep it in Southern Ontario. You know, one in every three Canadians lives in the Golden Horseshoe region. So uh, it's important. That being said, a good friend of mine, Kevin Thistle, is in town. Uh, He's the vice president of operations for a group that runs courses in western Canada and western U.S. They have Mickelson National being constructed now out in Alberta. I know they want to host the National Open. We have Shaughnessy out in Vancouver, Royal Montreal in Montreal. So it will still move around once in a while. Southern Ontario will be the home more often than not just for fiscal reasons. Mark, thanks so much. I know you got to go. I'd love to ask you about five more things about it, but uh, I know you got to get on the air for your show in a few minutes. So thanks again for uh, giving us a little update on the RBC Canadian Open. Hey, thanks, guys. Kev, hope to see you soon for some golf, buddy. We'll make it happen, brother. You got it. All right, take care, guys. All right, Mark Zucchino there from Oakville. It 
to me, I, it's it's I, it's just the logistics of money, and I understand it. I, does Toronto? Does the Toronto area need another housing set of condos? Yeah, they do actually. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, I mean, every time they go up there, well, it's, just, it's, it's one of the most expensive market. It's the most yeah. expensive market in Canada by a mile. I, yeah. They're in Vancouver. I, I know they're having problems as far as finding. It's just to me. I mean, so, Nicholas comes in, designs it to be essentially the the home of Canadian golf. They've got the Canadian Golf Hall of Fame there. It, the back and, nine's great. Yes, and the Kevin, awesome. Kevin, just down by the creek. I mean, yeah. I know from you walking in and me walking it, like, and and I would. It's I've so spectator friendly too. Yes. I mean, look how many tour events do you go to where, ble- where bleachers just litter the place and tents? You don't have to with this place. The way it's designed, the 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 stadium design around the greens, it's just it's so spectator friendly. I just, it's too bad. I understand that you know the modern golf course, maybe Glen Abbey. There's some things about it that. But I don't know. It's just it's real it's, estate, man. It's all it's about the perfect. It's a perfect so. location for where they want, where they, where he said, where they want it to be. Yeah. Southern Ontario. It's close to Hamilton too. Like you, it's got all that covered. Two hundred acres of million dollar homes. That's that's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's too bad. Yeah. And I mean, still, uh, for at least for my generation, I know that uh, Canadians would have maybe a different answer. But when I think of the Canadian Open, all I think about is Tiger on eighteen in the in the sand, Bunker, yep. hitting that is it four iron, <laughs> whatever it was. Yeah. Four iron, stinger out of the two hundred and twenty <laughs> yards over the water onto the yeah. green to win that Canadian and, Open. And, and apparently, everybody that goes there drops a ball there and tries to hit yeah. that shot, and no one can. They hit that uh, shot. they actually on Golf Channel, Vegas, the defending champion, who's playing well by the way, nine under. He's only threw up the league. Vegas went out. Jonathan Vegas went out there with Golf Channel, and they they dropped the ball where Tiger did it, and he's like. I got to hit it over that yeah, with out of the bunker with. Well, he <laughs> yeah. won. He he had a great final round last year. And I remember I'm standing on the range while he's waiting to see if he's going to be in a playoff. He's just hitting laser. People are crossing the range. He's hitting. He's like hitting it in front of them, just hitting these low laser drives, like 300 yards. And it was it was a cool moment. We we were watching the finish when Steve Weecroft bladed out of the bunker into the water, and Johnny Vegas won. We were watching on Peter Costas's monitor that he has on his backpack, and we're just sitting there with him. It was it was me. Cameraman Peter Costas, Johnny Vegas, watching, and then Johnny Vegas just won the tournament. It was a cool moment. It was, that but not for Weecroft. It was heartbreaking to see him blade it. Like yeah. you know, if he chipped it out, missed right it, into the two putted, whatever you know. But oh, to go out flaming like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was heartbreaking for that guy. Yeah, you know, because right. career week for him. Absolutely. All right, Champions Tour report time. Brought to you by Absolute Care and Orchard Brook Affordable Adult Assisted Living. The Senior Open going on right now this week in Wales, and a five-way tie for the lead. Including Bernhard Longer, Longer, who's yeah. ill, who's not said, playing yeah, well. Right. Yeah, or I mean, not feeling Sick, well. Yeah. He's plus one. The weather there is it's awful. Brutal. You said the cut was plus thirteen. I think it's plus thirteen. Twenty-five mile an hour winds and heavy rain. So this is the weather. See, Summer. Last week Summer they, got the, they got the great weather. <laughs> this week they are not getting the good weather. Five-way tie: Longer, Tom Lehman, Steve Flesh, Billy Mayfair, and Mauricio Molina. The best. The, pool. the best name of those five. And more this week. A lot of interviews again about Longer and whether or not he's anchoring his putter. Players like Montgomery and Lehman and some of the other big names have said, "Listen, it's close." Like essentially calling him out. And then you've got others that are have his back. And it's it's very interesting. This continues to linger every time Longer plays well. Continues to longer. It's, <laughs> yes, it's going to keep coming up. Jeff, I mean, when you look at his putting stroke, it is, it is like I mean. It's millimeters. You can yeah. stick like uh, an eyelash in between 
where his hand is, the putter is, and his shirt. It's a, it's a, it's a game of he's on his honor there. He says he's not anchoring. I believe he's not anchoring. Uh, I think some of it is he's playing so well, and he's it, it's awful close, and so guys get to, guys get frustrated. He wins every week, and they think there must be some advantage there because he's putting so well. But but if I he try, wasn't I, if he wasn't winning, would they if be he saying wasn't winning, I don't I don't think there'd be obviously there wouldn't be nearly as much controversy. Does that affect if more guys would do it? Why aren't more guys doing it? Right. I, mean, I mean, his putting stroke and his style. And he's putted 55 different ways. He got the yips early. He was, you know, he kept the claw. He's, he's yeah. done everything. He grabbed his forearm, everything else. He's, he, he, But he finds a way to get it in. Yep. All right. Got a few minutes left here. We're live at Lockport Town and Country Club on the beautiful new patio with PGA Pro Jeff Medes, Kevin Sylvester, I'm Brian Cozio. Is this the last few minutes to talk about how I picked Jordan Spieth to win the British Open? You great, did. Great okay. pick, buddy. You did. <laughs> we, we've nailed it. We had your Spieth pick. I had Kepka. Kev? I had, I had Sergio yeah. last week. <laughs> That's right. I had Rom. I don't. He wasn't around. Uh, but we'll 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 have it all together for the PGA Championship in two weeks. To finish here, a story that I'm going to tweet out here. I've already picked Ricky Fowler, by the way. Oh, that's right, you did. Erica Shepard. You might know her name here because she'll be in the if you uh, are following the golf news or watching Golf Channel all over the weekend. Uh, she's a name now that people are talking about. She yesterday defeated Elizabeth Moon. In the semifinals of the girls' junior match play event, but it was not without a lot of controversy. Long story short, Moon is up big. She's up four. I'm sorry, she's up two with four to play, and it slips away from her. They go to extra holes, so they're on the extra hole. Third extra hole. And was the third? Third extra hole was it? Okay, might have been. So Moon has a four foot putt to win. She ends up missing the putt and left herself about four inches on the comeback, which in match play always gets conceded. Well, already in with par, Shepard didn't have necessarily time to concede the short putt coming back. Moon just quickly pulled the ball back as, and then put it in again. And while Shepard sees this, she says out loud, the mics pick it up, I didn't say that was good. Oh, come on. So Shepard... Ex- four inches? So... What happened here, and you have to watch the video. I'm going to tweet it out here to see the video. Yeah, it's hard to explain. But this happened in the Solheim Cup, too, by the way. That's right. So, again, here it is. So, Moon has four foot to, four feet to win. Misses it. It barely goes by. I mean, we're talking a matter of inches right. here. So, she pulls it right back and then does it again out of frustration and then makes it. And then... But Shepard, while she's watching her pull it back, says, I didn't say that was good. Oh, so, guess terrible. what? Instantly, the USGA rules official comes in and says the match is over. Be- uh, well. Because it wasn't conceded, and now even at this point, if Shepard wanted to concede it and say, you know what, that was fine, that was only an inch past the hole. She can't. She can't. The rules official, the USGA official said, Jeff, once, you, it, you can't concede after the matter of fact that it was been done. Yeah, Correct. That's a way to, good and way and to Shepherd, say it. Shepard had said she would have conceded it if she didn't even have a chance to concede it to the girl. Um, so, I mean, it's really just the rules. I mean, it, it's it's the razor's edge of the rule. And maybe this is something we look at during the revision uh, of the rules that retroactively you may concede it just for such a situation. I know... Uh, you can see how this would happen in matches all day, every day throughout throughout our you know golf. But uh, she literally, it was a mistake by the the girl, the Moon. She she hit the putt, 
She she raked it. I mean, it wasn't there two seconds. Right. It was like she just reached up and raked it back. Everybody started walking. Anybody in their right mind would, you know, that's well, good, right? I she mean, she assumed it, but she didn't allow. You normally got to look over and get the get the okay. Uh, uh, so who's the rules official? Beulah Ballbricker. <laughs> so on, yeah, on Twitter, the responses <laughs> the responses yes. on Twitter were pretty harsh. Some of them they calling calling out Shepard as if to say. You know, how can you not concede that? These are kids, whatever. by the way. These, These are kids, right. by the way. It's not That's... Shepherd's fault. She, no, she it's didn't not even her have fault. a chance to so, concede. So, I know. Um, she was probably, you know, she probably, I'm guessing, not, she's probably like, oh, I didn't say that was good. Yeah, like, you got to let me say it's right, good. Right. Kind of like that, that, right? The, the fact that she said that out loud. Now, here's here's what actually some PGA pros around the country, I know Golf Channel did it, said that some pros actually responded. One of the pros said, had she not verbalized it out loud, it was fine. She quick, she probably quietly, really could have just nodded her head, even though the girl pulled it back, just nodded her head, as, and then walked to the next she hole. She was probably kind of shocked. She's a kid. These are kids, right? Right. A rules official may have picked up on that though. Uh, it, before she got to the next tee, hey, that putt was not. If I was a rules official watching that match, there was no sign of concession. You got to bring that to somebody's attention for uh, a couple of inches. Really? Come the, on. The rules are. The, I mean, you're you're not there. You're not making the rules. The rule is the, the rules are there. The, it's not the player making well, the rules. They better change the this. Decision. Just most like the Dustin Johnson thing. They better change this. But the, that's terrible. That's the rules is coming in. So I would want, you be in favor, Jeff, as a PGA professional, of having? The ability to retroactively concede something. I would because if that was me, I wouldn't want to win that match that way. I would not want to go on to the next match thinking I won, you know, a tainted match. I didn't really here's, win. Here's my issue. Why can't the rules official have some common sense? Like, it jumped right the well, rules official jumped right in? Like, Well, I, I agree with you there. I think there should be some room. Discretion. For, some discretion, some inequity. Use discretion in These this event. These are kids after all. Yeah, I, I think it's immaterial whether they're kids or adults. It's still the rules. I do believe what you say is maybe an important fact going forward. Maybe there should be room for discretion. I know there is within the committee, um, and, and a committee may have been over to, able to override that decision, but I'm not quite sure. It is a USGA event. They're going to be uh, – they're going to be by the book as far as the rules go. They're they're rules people. So this is a, this and it's is, nothing. The USGA, of course, would. This is again. You they're know. having a bad year. <laughs> Why do all these things occur? And I said this when Lexi Thompson's issue came up. They always occur with gimmies, right? Lexi Thompson, the whole you know marking of the ball with you know a tapping. Right. Same right. thing. Like, come on. Well, I just tweeted out uh, the story on the on the concession uh, at Brian WGR. So if you want to see it, you can watch. The video is within the story. So if you click on the story, the the title of the story says, "quote I didn't say that was good." Oh. <laughs> um, oh. So, but the video. No, that's a misleading title. Then the way I know. It, it occurred, it, it happened fast. Makes so, the shepherd to be the the villain here. Correct. So you d- you got to see it. But I would be in favor of a of part of the rule changes coming up would be a. I guess you call it a sportsmanship rule or a retroactive concession rule. Uh, Discretion. Think, yes. Yeah, I, I would agree. Like I think you know that it, it tainted a nice event, and, and you know the, when you we play our match, Brian, we, that stuff will not occur when That's we right. get our partners via the Mick Ultra Golf Experience. Uh, it's on Twitter. You have to use hashtag Mick Ultra Golf to either at Brian WGR at Kev Sylvester. We each need a playing partner for the match against one another. It's a team contest. We'll play six holes of stroke play, six holes of shamble, six holes of alternate shot to finish it off. If you and a buddy say, hey, this is for us, and you want one of us comes with me, one of you go with Kev, you can send it together with, uh, with both names, but make sure you use the hashtag MickUltra. Right now, everybody's begging just to play with you. Oh, that's true. <laughs> what are we going with the hashtag again, the official hashtag? 
Mick, Mick Ultra. Hashtag Mick Ultra Golf. Mick Ultra Golf. M I C H. And that Perfect. won't matter because you guys rake six footers. <laughs> not gonna have any. Uh, we're <laughs> time to get off the air here, Jeff. <laughs> hey, we want to thank everybody here at uh, at Lockport for having us. Uh, General Manager Rollin O'Malley was uh, kind enough to uh, to let everybody else have the airtime today, but we know. Rollins, the star here that keeps everybody together. Ed Borick, the pro. Melissa Miller, Mary Beth Sheffer. We want to thank everybody here at Lockport Town and Country Club. Just a beautiful place. Birds are chirping. Suns are out. We're on the patio. We're overlooking the course here. We're ready to go, Kev. You I'm coming next. the club's ready? I'm coming next week to the invite just for the chipping contest from here. That's I right. think it'll be cool. Absolutely. Be fun. Invite me, somebody. That's right. Thank you. We want to uh, thank all of our presenting sponsors, the Western New York PGA, Woods to Wedges, inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Michelob Ultra. Make sure you're part of that contest. Custom Turf. Check it out, customturf.com. And our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantera, and Briarwood. Next week, well, uh, our spoiled life continues, Kevin. We will be at Oak Hill, Oak Hill. in Rochester. Oh, it's going to be awesome. This place is awesome. Yep, we'll be there next week for Tina Green. Thanks for everybody here at Lockport. Thank you for listening. The entire show on-demand audio will be up later this morning at WGR550.com. I'll also tweet it out at Brian WGR. For PGA Pro, Jeff Medes, Kevin Sylvester, I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening. Tina Green, every Saturday, 7 to 8, right here on WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.